Good morning, Mooresville Lake Norman, and welcome to I Heart Mooresville, your small town radio show with a big heart. I'm your co-host, Christine Patterson, and we have a great show lined up today. How y'all doing this morning? <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> doing a lot better with the funky music there. That was that was awesome. Oh yeah, they got us there. jamming yeah. every morning. Mm-hmm. Well, we are so excited to have special guest Brad Harvey of Brad Harvey Created with us this morning. Yeah, great to be here. We have um, a fun show. We're going to talk a little bit about um, the 150th anniversary again and kind of what we're doing to commemorate that in a little bit. But before we get started, we have some fun trivia questions and some fun facts I think everyone's going to be very excited about. Um I have a question to ask you guys. Okay. okay. Oh, sounds Bring it on. Interesting. <laughs> yes. It's going to, it's, it's a hard one. I want to know what is one song. It can be a song, an artist, somebody that you're embarrassed to admit that you like. Mm-hmm. Can it be an entire genre? Because, <laughs> yes. you know, the thing is, you know, I grew up, I'm, I'm like, <laughs> I don't know, a generation older than you young people, but uh, I grew up in the 70s and was all that 70s kind of, you know, music that you're a little embarrassed to, to say, you know, love grows, goes where my rosemary, no, grows where my <laughs> rosemary goes and all these, you know, songs from the uh-huh. 70s that are like super geeky and everything. Right. Love that stuff. You know, it's just earworm kind of stuff. You yeah. Know, so all yeah. of that. No, I like 70s. 70s too. Yep. I would say, yeah, I grew up in the 80s, and so I love the 80s, but I would say I'm embarrassed to say that I'd like to One Direction. I actually thought, okay. they, I, I appreciate talent, regardless of the genre, sure. and I felt those guys were extremely talented. Uh, a more relevant one would be BTS. I mean, uh, the world loves BTS, but I have to admit, they're really good, Yeah, you know, and they're fun to watch. Um, you know, I always found it interesting. I like the, you know, my, your, your grandparents grew up listening to, let's say Frank Sinatra or big band music or the Beatles or whatever. And I grew up listening to Ozzy Osbourne and you know, Judas <laughs> Priest. I feel like when I'm 70, I'm still going to want to listen to Ozzy Osbourne and Judas Priest because that's what you grew up listening to. Absolutely. So there's that association. That. Yeah. It's kind of like what you were in high school and college, you know. Those are the big ones. And I actually saw Black Sabbath in concert, you know, yeah, like 1976 wow. or whatever, yeah. you know. So, um, But, I mean, it's just kind of fascinating, though. The ones you've mentioned are ones that are, again, that kind of that hook, that earworm kind of stuff. The pop sound, those are the ones that right. it's like because as you get older, you need stuff to make you feel better, you know. <laughs> so everything else, you know, your body-wise kind of Yeah, my apart. wife always complains. When we're in the car, she's like, why can't we listen to anything other than the 80s station? Yeah. I'm like, oh, I don't know. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. But no, I, I like a lot of different types of music. But um, so, Christine, you, you can yeah. answer the question. Well, I am embarrassed to say it, but it is also, you know, it goes back to that, what you kind of grew up with and what came out when you were in, you know, middle school, high school, college, what you grew up with. I I sing it in the shower all of the, all the time. It's the Spice Girls. I oh am embarrassed God. to say that I love the Spice Girls. So that's what you want, what you really, really want. It's what I really, really want. Uh, I understand. The boom, boom, will be here all week. Oh I love goodness. it. I love it. Well, thank you for answering that question and playing along. Um, my next one is also hard. If you had a superpower, what would it be and why? Uh, given traffic, I would like to fly. <laughs> Mm. Because you know the the I I drive literally almost an hour to work to and from every day, and so for me it would be nice to get up a little later, 
and not have to drive 45 minutes to an hour to work. So fly, I'd say fly. And I'd follow that up with being invisible Mm. because I think being invisible would be a unique perspective on the real world, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I always equate that to reality television when they say reality television. I'm like, no, that's, there's nothing reality about reality television. You just stick a camera in somebody's face. They're changing. They're changing what they say. They're changing how they act, mm. right? They're on c- camera. And so their persona, it's not reality, right? And so what about you, Brad? Yeah, you know, invisibility was one I was thinking about right. too, because it's kind of cool because you could just, you know, if you're in an uncomfortable situation, I don't know, maybe sitting in a studio, you know, and talking on a microphone in front of people, you could just, you know, click and you're and you're invisible. But I was also thinking, also, if you could snap your fingers and be somewhere else, anywhere else. I don't know if that's a superpower. You took mine. It's teleport. Teleportation. Yes, teleportation. Just, wouldn't it be cool, you know, it's like, well, I kind of like to be in Venice maybe for lunch. Right. Bang, and you're there. Yes. You know? And, and I'm always fact. running late, so I just, <laughs> I just need to Well, snack. that's the other thing. Yeah. Back to the traffic, right? <laughs> that, if you know Christine, she is on two wheels sliding in yeah. all the time. Yes. It doesn't I, matter what it is. My schedule is too full, so I I would definitely choose teleportation. Um, so we, you know, we're we're Mooresville. Is anybody at this table from Mooresville originally? No, oh, none no, of us. No. Okay, but you know, a lot of people that we know and work with are Mooresville natives, and they're they're actually you know kind of few and far between now. Mm-hmm. You, they're not as much. We have a lot of people that relocate to Mooresville. Um, and I'm, I always find it interesting, you know, how quickly they can do the Mooresville trivia questions, yeah. you know, how much they know about their town. They love this town. They know its history. Um, so I always love Mooresville trivia. So I've got a couple um, cool trivia questions that I want to see Ooh. if you all can answer. Oh, OK. All right. So the first one is in 2013, which NASCAR driver that lives in Mooresville was featured on Discovery Channel's hit TV show, Fast and Loud, where they rebuilt a 56 Chevy Nomad for a road trip vacation? 2013. Wow. Okay. So, I, uh, wow. That goes back a ways. Well, I'm trying to know, think of who was relevant at that time. That's kind of hard because, I mean, most of them live in Mooresville. And, you know, you think of all the active drivers in 2013. I mean, I've been watching NASCAR since the 70s. So, um, Dale Earnhardt Jr. You are correct. <laughs> Good. Good job, Brad. Wow. It I'm impressed. I spent 25 years in NASCAR and I could not come up with that answer. So, yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. I know. Now I want to go watch that show mm-hmm. of Fast and Light. It's on the Discovery Channel. Well, you know, he's done a lot of television, he's done a lot of really cool television stuff. And he also, I mean, I know kind of in the, the Earnhardt compound, <laughs> he's got so much cool stuff over there, you know, and all of the the wrecked race cars from some of the most famous wrecks really that have happened in NASCAR, they're out in his woods. His you graveyard. The, oh my gosh. Yeah, you know, the graveyard. So, yeah. so I can see him doing a program. Yeah. Like yeah. Definitely up his alley. Um, all right. I've got one last one mm-hmm. and then I want to turn it over to Don because I want to hear these facts that he has. Um, and this is an easy one. I know you guys are going to get it. In what year was Mooresville officially incorporated as a town? Math, math, math. <laughs> we celebrated our 150th <laughs> last year. Absolutely. That should be easy, right? 1873. That's right. Yeah. 1873. We've been around. March, March 3rd. 150 years. Yeah. Well, I, I will not take credit for that answer because I spent the entire year of 2023 
in the 150 celebration. And if you didn't know that the town was incorporated in 1873, then we weren't doing our job. So that's right. Um, but with all of that said, we're going to get into uh, some discussion with Brad uh, in the next segment about the 150. Uh, he was um, kind of documenting the entire process. Um, and I want to talk to him about the challenges that, that presented, um, some of his favorite memories of that event, um, and, and some of the things that um, we have coming up um, because he's involved in, in um, kind of reliving that and creating a, a visual reminder of that for us. So we'll get, we'll get into that. You are listening to iHeart Mooresville. I'm Don Smile, co-host Christine Patterson, and our special guest Brad Harvey, and we'll be back on WSIC right after these messages from our sponsors. Stay in the know with all things Mooresville. I Heart Mooresville continues next on 105.9 100.7-WSIC. Mooresville, how we feeling? Good. Welcome back to I Heart Mooresville on 105.9 100.7-WSIC. Local starts here. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to iHeart Mooresville. I'm your co-host, Don Smile, along with Christine Patterson. And this morning, we have special guest Brad Harvey from Brad Harvey Creative, who um, is well-known around the Mooresville area. Um, he has quite the background, and if you've been listening at all, you will note his dulcet tones. He clearly has a radio background. Mm -hmm. And so, Brad, I thought we'd start uh, start by just kind of getting some understanding of your background and yeah. you know how you developed that amazing voice that we hear. <laughs> um, and then we'll get into some of the, the things that we did this year and uh, for the 150 or actually last year now. But Yeah, the, the trick to the voice is really nice microphones. You just mm -hmm. lean into it and you talk soft and it sounds great. You know? <laughs> and a great engineer like Bill. <laughs> Fantastic yeah. engineering. We have Bill. Yeah. Absolutely. No, I did actually get started. This is fun doing this because I uh, started in radio back in you know, when I was in college, about 1980 and so forth, and did that for a few years and then uh, went into television. I was television news anchor in Kansas City and uh, Cleveland, Ohio, Northern Ohio, and so forth. And if you live in Cleveland long enough, great city, fabulous city. Um, you spend more than two or three winters there and you, and you want to move to Charlotte. So, <laughs> so you know, we, we've been down in the Mooresville area for, gosh, I guess uh, almost 13 years coming up this summer. And never look back. I mean, there was always kind of a destination place for me. You know, uh, broadcasting and television takes you places, but not always exactly where you intend to go or where you want to go. And uh, a good friend of mine, Chris Justice, he was the main anchor of, of the local NBC station yes, here. Yes. He and I started at the same little radio station in Gallipolis, Ohio, back in 1982 six, seven, something like that. And uh, he went one place, I went another, and he wound up in the place that I always wanted to be, you know? So I had to kind cool. of choose. You were talking, Christine, about the people that are originally from here yes. and how the fact that all of us, Northerners, a lot of us outnumber all those people that were originally from here. And the thing about it is, you know, for those folks, I know it's frustrating a lot of times for them to be sort of outnumbered by all of us, but we all chose to be here, right. you know, because it... We recognized what a fabulous place it was. We actually chose to come here. So, it, it you know, yeah. at least there's that. So what was the decision making to bring you to Mooresville of all places? You know, a lot of it was we, we started looking at, at the Charlotte metropolitan area. And we said, well, where in that whole area? And there are fabulous places all around it, right? But 
Every time you pick up a newspaper, we had two kids. We had one who was just going into middle school, and we had another one who was yet basically about to go into preschool. So eight years apart, right? So it, it's all about schools when you're kind of in that stage of sure, life. Sure. And for us, we looked... Every time you pick up a newspaper, you turn on NPR or something, people were talking about the Mooresville graded school district or the schools in the Mooresville area and so forth. Uh, just, you know, the digital conversion and all the fabulous stuff that was that was going on there. And we're just like, okay. And we remember all the years driving up and down 77 going to the beach or whatever. It's like, oh, yeah, that's where the big lake is. Right. <laughs> you know, so that that kind of right. is another one of those things. So. You know, I hear that a lot about yeah. what brings people to Mooresville. And I hear the school district so many okay. times. We're so lucky to have that highly rated school district. I think it's attracted a lot of people to move here. Now, what were you doing at that time when you did make the move to Mooresville? Were you doing video production at that time? I was. I was also. I, so about <laughs> there's this thing in broadcasting about 20 years ago. Actually, it was about 2004. It kind of begins to dawn on you that somewhere out there on the time horizon, you're going to turn 50 and your face is going to fall off and it's time to go do something <laughs> else. Right. So um, that was kind of the exit strategy. I thought, well, I always want, you know, Ken Burns, the documentary. I always wanted to do that kind of stuff, maybe for broadcast television. And then I saw digital was starting to happen. And I saw, look, if there's Internet, that's a that's a way to get stuff you know, two people like video, and that's probably going to be a thing. It's the only time I was ever prescient in my life, you know, was looking at <laughs> mm. that and saying, I probably ought to try to do some of that. Right. And uh, so, but I thought, well, I'll do this for a year or two and then I'll quit broadcasting. I'll do this exclusively. But, you know, for whatever reason, I stayed in until about 2011. So I was doing them side by side at the same time, doing video production and also, uh, continuing to get up at two o'clock in the morning to go anchor newscasts on a TV station. So, so. as a news anchor, um, I'm sure you've had some amazing experiences, but give me your biggest blooper. What is, what is, what is the <laughs> oh, thing yeah. you're, because every news anchor we see has always <laughs> said something wrong or done something wrong. What is, what, what was your moment? <laughs> Where do you even begin with the biggest one when you think about over 25 years? I'm not sure, you know, I, I think the biggest bloopers you ever have is when you start to laugh. You get on television, <laughs> something happens and, you know, you're in the morning, you're, I, I did a lot of morning newscasts. That's what I used to really do that. And, and if something kind of catches, you know, both of you to get giggling, it's like when you're sitting in church and you start giggling right, right. and it's like, you can't stop. You can't stop. I mean, I don't know how many times my mom would turn around and pinch, you know, there was right. always the pinch, you know, mm. and if you were acting up like that and, and that would happen to us from time to time. There was one time Chris Justice talking about the guy who came here and was actually worked uh, in this market. He and I working in the first tiny little TV station that he and I worked together in. And um, it was it was one of those. I know I don't even know if they do them anymore. But it was the the strongman competition or whatever. Not the strongman, but where they just basically tough man, tough, tough man, man, where they just, yeah, just beat the living right. daylights out of each other. Well, there's also a female version of it as well. Oh, so he was covering. He was Good. the sports guy at the time, and he was covering one of these at the uh, in the first little. TV station in Southern West Virginia that we're working at was like at the local armory. <laughs> there were a couple of these, <laughs> these lovely women who were just absolutely beating the living daylights out of each other, wow. you know, and, and he got 
sort of laughing about it because some of their nicknames were funny and so <laughs> forth. And he and I laughed basically for five solid minutes on the air, you know, without being able to say anything. And I, I, I mean, it's just, it's that horrible flop sweat kind of right. feeling you get. You know? And when you're live too. And of course today, yep. I mean, you could get away with that, you know, right. 15, 20 years ago. And now you're all over TikTok and all the news anchors. It's, <laughs> exactly. you know, it's hilarious. Yes, yes. That clip still exists, but only in sort of Ooh. in my basement, you know. We're going to have to find say, it. <laughs> your homework, listeners, is to discover yeah. Brad Harvey's blooper reel. Um, so you make the transition. Mm -hmm. You come to Mooresville. We are fortunate to have you cover the 150. Um, and so kind of tell us about that experience. I mean, obviously, I, I have a background in television, so I kind of understand the planning that goes into that and, and all of that. But we had seven signature events quite a, uh, an undertaking uh, from a video capture perspective. Um, so kind of tell us your philosophy going into a project like that, kind of how you approach the 150, um, maybe some of the challenges that you faced. Um, and we'll get into some some other questions, but let's start there. You know, it's kind of interesting because I've covered a lot of events in, in Mooresville. And it, the stunning thing was, obviously it was the, the second event really where it came home. Right. You know, we had the the first event, obviously, was the fireworks spectacular. And that was, the, it yeah. was the only one out of the entire year that was affected by the weather. Right. I mean, imagine January from, mm. you know, it's going to affect the <laughs> affect the event, but it did. But thinking about the actual Mooresville day, right? Correct. So I thought, well, I'll walk around and just a couple of cameras or whatever, walk around and just see what happens. And that's sort of the perspective that you're looking at is what does it look like from the eyes of the person that actually actually goes and experiences. Yeah. But I had no idea. And I don't know if you guys had any idea. We didn't. It's going to be like this. No. You know, we showed up and it's tens of thousands of people that were out yeah. for this. I mean, and you're talking early March. Yeah. I mean, it's, it was really extraordinary. So I guess the challenge really to all of these events, because they were all like that, it seemed like everyone was bigger than the one before was to be multiple people, because I'm a one-man band, you know, that's right. sort of my thing, is to be able to get to all of this stuff in the amount of time that, that the event was taking place in order to be able to capture it. And then and then what do you do with it? Because, you know, we're going to be talking about the fact right. that we're trying to produce something on the end of, you know, at, kind of looking back at it to document it. What can you use? What do you leave out? I mean, my gosh, you know, there's just so much. Yeah, and I think that's an interesting thing from a television production standpoint is if you, you go into the the video capture mm. already with this kind of a timeline in your head because you're trying to understand what do I need to create in order to tell the story, exactly. right? Yep. And so as television people, you know that you're you're when you're out with your camera and you're running around, you're always thinking about, okay, what story am I trying to tell and what do I need to capture in order to tell that story? Exactly. Right? Yep. And to our listeners that, it, you know, if you haven't caught on, we are trying to document the 150th anniversary, you know, the celebration, everything we went through this year to get us there, all the challenges. We really want to give a raw look at what that looked like and, and, you know, really have something, you know, for posterity to, to look back on in 50 years and, yeah. and say, wow, this is what we did. This is how we celebrated. Yeah. I mean, it won't be me, but there will be a lot of people that are still there for the next one, right? right. 50 years from now. So it's just, it is truly a historical event. 
that you want to, you know, as we look back on it, there are a lot of times, you know, as a, a video producer, you're putting together a sizzle reel, you know, because people want to look back. It's just like, oh, it's all the, you know, the high point. That's not really what this is. This right. is capturing it as a document, you know, that's what a documentary is. And, you know, it's not like a 30 minute thing or something like that, but it's like, how can we capture those most important portions of it that at least tell the story right. of how we celebrated that. Yeah. Mini documentary. Yeah. And that was the interesting thing. I, I, I was putting together kind of the beginning video of uh, the introduction of what the 150 celebration was going to be to share with our sponsor partners and the community. And the biggest challenge in that was we really had nothing to tell the story previous, you know, right. the, 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 the previous celebration of the hundred year anniversary. Yeah. Um, the people that come after us will not have that problem because <laughs> yep. we captured, I don't know how many hours of content <laughs> yep. on this celebration. And so from a, an asset perspective, um, the people that come after us are going to have to thank us, Brad. Exactly. Because right. we, we captured the entire year in yeah. all its glory. Um, so we're going to talk about the, a little bit more about the, your, um, your involvement in that and kind of the thing you touched on, which is the creation of uh, kind of the overview video. Mm -hmm. So we'll talk about that when we come back here on WSIC iHeartMooresville. And we'll be back after this message from our sponsors. As local as Mooresville. Christine Patterson and Don Smile host iHeart Mooresville on 1059 100.7 WSIC. I Heart Mooresville. Ooh, we should put that on a t-shirt. Sorry, New York. 1059 100.7 WSIC. Local starts here. And welcome back to I Heart Mooresville, your small town radio show with a big heart. We're here talking with Brad Harvey of Brad Harvey Creative about the 150th anniversary mini documentary that we're putting on this year. We are, you know, really wanting to, I think, get to that, um, really the heart of what happened this year and, you know, show those, those images of, you know, children enjoying the events and really what it was all about, which was community engagement. And I think we accomplished that this year with the attendance with events. We mm -hmm. saw that, um, you know, what were some of your you know, favorite memories that you saw this year, you know, the favorite things. You know, it's funny because you talked about the children and it's, I'm sure it's kind of challenging when you think about uh, coming to, I mean, you guys doing the planning on this, trying to figure out, okay, well, what are going to be the seven signature events? And I know you probably had myriad different suggestions as to the different kinds of things that you could do. But I'm sure one of the, the key elements when you were putting together the different events is to try to think of what would bring in families. You know, what would what would appeal to literally everybody? Maybe it's just couples, maybe it's singles, maybe, you know, everybody coming together, but also to make sure that the the children can come and have a really great time. And you you knock that one out of the park. <laughs> but I mean, there was always something at these events for the kids. And I remember there was one particular moment, and I think it was the the uh, reimagining. Uh, event a actually Liberty Park. for the Liberty yes. Park. Um, going down and seeing they had uh, 
these folks that were doing these gigantic bubbles, huge, gigantic mm. bubbles. The kids love that more than almost any other thing. You could see all of these fabulous things that were around them to do, but Bubbles, of all things. Mr. Bubble was his <laughs> Mr. name. Mr. Bubble. Mr. Bubble. So Big there, hit. there are all these fabulous shots. You know, I was just able to kind of sit down in the grass on, and and run a slow motion camera, you know, as these kids were running around, catching uh, the bubbles, yeah. popping the bubbles, doing the bubble with their tongue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that was one of the real just key moments, uh, thinking about that. And then, all, you know, kind of going all the way to the end, another one of those just touchstone moments that I... Absolutely, we'll show images of this when we put together something at the end, you know, for the to celebrate the whole year is when it snowed. And, you mm -hmm. know, we actually did the and I did. You, you mentioned Dennis Corden yes. was was kind of the brainchild of, yes. you know, hey, we ought to try to make it snow in downtown Mooresville. <laughs> right. I like, thought he was crazy. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, and, and he largely is sometimes. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, but uh, what a fabulous idea, because it was perfect because the the way that they had the machines on top of the building i assume that was on top of the was that uh, the 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 mac it, it was uh those four buildings at the corner all, the, all four of them. all four we, yeah. we put a, a snow machine at the top of each what made it really work was the fact that you can't really see if you ever watch television and you're watching in the middle of a huge rainstorm of, of a football game right they're like, are they, okay, they're all wet, but you can't really see the rain until they pan up and they show it with the lights, oh, yeah. right? right? But that was what was perfect about it, was that this snow was happening and it was perfectly backlit. So it looked like, again, we were in Cleveland or something, <laughs> you know, looking up at it, it's like, it's snowing, it's just, it was so perfect, even though the weather was fantastic, you oh, know, yeah. for, for almost every event was warm, but it was, you know, the snow was awesome and the kids were loving it. And my understanding is the snow tasted fantastic, by it the tasted way. tasted a little soapy. <laughs> it was uh, like a so soapy <laughs> taste, but, you know, it, it was, yeah. it was okay. Um, but there were tons of those and it was all those family things and just, you know, everybody seemed to be just having a wonderful yeah. time, really. Yeah. Right? I so. loved seeing that. Those moments like, you know, Turbo, the nine foot robot yes. going out and, and just dancing in yeah. like the mosh area for for lover boy and yeah. i mean just just tons of those the harlem wizards hanging off of upside down off the new basketball goals at liberty park absolutely just just really awesome moments yeah. and you know the bobsled team oh, was in yes. the olympic bobsled team and there yes. they were you know it's just it's yeah i historic. think that's um you know worth uh reminding people that um you know we have a, a company here based in mooresville debotech who is responsible for creation of the actual bobsleds that the U.S. Olympic team uses. And uh, having them there was, that was one of my favorite moments because those individuals are incredible athletes. But on top of that, they're incredibly nice human beings. Yep. Every single one of them. Uh, got to hang out with them and actually hold some of their Olympic medals, which, I mean, come on. To Fanboy. hold a real Olympic yes. medal is yes. just cool yes. without um, having to go through all that you know, years yeah, of training, years and, of training oh, yeah. and, and, and all the things they go through but um you know that was uh, an amazing experience and i think the education part of of learning about our town and some of the companies that are here and the significant contributions that they make to not just our community but in this case to the olympic dream yeah. Um, they help these athletes realize that Olympic dream. So we give our, you know, a round of applause to Debotech for their contributions. You know, the interesting thing about video capture, for me, 
the documentary, the document part that you talked about earlier is really not just the event itself, but what it took to put them on. Yep. And, you know, as I mentioned earlier, part of the creative process is, is understanding what are we going to say at the end and then what do we need to capture in order to be able to say that. Um, the one thing we were able to do is get some behind the scenes things. And I think that's where the real interesting part is, is that kind of behind the scenes of how this all came together, uh, the planning, you know, the, the, um, the things that don't always go right. Um, the one thing I regret was not miking Christina <laughs> and following her around for a day because I sure. will tell you anybody who knows Christine knows that on event day she is a whirling dervish yeah uh, with some uttered words that probably we would have had to bleep <laughs> considerably but in her line of work and and what she does trying to to pull off these amazing events uh, it's understandable uh but it Tasmanian would, devil it would yes. have been great television yeah. to capture <laughs> yeah. her and she was just too quick she just she's yeah. running around all the time so that's never, a reality show <laughs> that, that is actually a reality show so so you you talked about some of your favorite moments um so talk about a little bit about what you see the end being of yeah. this video that you're creating what is your what is your you know, your process, what are you hoping to show? Yeah. And that's really a vision for all of us, actually, you know, mm -hmm. because we've worked together uh, trying to figure out, you know, part of the, the huge challenge that you always have when you're putting together any kind of a video project. And, you know, it was the same way in news, you know, because they would always give you this really complicated story that you had to go out and cover someday. And then you get back and they're like, okay, Fabulous. Tell us all about it, but keep it to a minute 15. Right. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. You know, break down this highly complicated yeah. thing. And we have, you know, terabytes of media assets, basically video and pictures and all sorts of things that now we've got it. So what in the world do we begin to do with it? And it's always that, that it's not knowing what to put in. It's knowing what to discipline yourself to leave out because you're always right. going to have to leave yeah. out just a ton of stuff or else it's going to be a four hour, you know, movie. <laughs> you know? Right. It's gone Smart with the wind, you know? exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's not going to be that. So, so that's really the biggest challenge is trying to, to, you know, kind of, we, we did interviews, you know, with, with the two of you, as a matter of fact, and, you know, some other folks. And the idea is to kind of begin there and see how you can take sort of sound bites from all the people that were involved, all the people that made it happen. Because those, those of all the rest of us, you know, the people who, who went to these events and enjoyed them, we just kind of walked around without a thought of, you know, how did this happen? <laughs> Which it's, you know, it's, phenomenally complicated to make all that happen. And we don't have a clue how it happened. So that's that's sort of the whole story is from the mouths of the people that made it happen, you know, kind of talk about the planning, you know, the the sponsorships, because, oh my gosh, none of it could have happened oh. without those folks. And you mentioned Hans DeBo and yeah. DeboTech and how proud he was to be a sponsor. It's not like he had to go beg. It's like there are people that were just thrilled to be part of this whole year. So how do you kind of tell their story as well? And and you did an amazing job at that too. And I loved watching the the kind of promo videos for each event and hearing what the sponsors had to say about each event and why they got involved and, yeah. you know, really 
the behind the behind their thoughts of of you know why they wanted to participate which was was really cool and 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 you're right we didn't beg i mean these these organizations that we're so lucky to have in Mooresville were just so willing to help and wanted to see this celebration happen and we're so lucky to to partner with them and to do that and i think one of the things that i'm i guess my wish for watching this mini documentary and seeing it when it's all put together is those moments that we've all forgotten about because they were eight and nine months ago is just seeing and remembering, right, right. oh, I remember yeah. that. And, and and just getting to be excited again about it. Yeah. You know, I, the one thing I wish I could have done was just been a participant. You know, my job, my role was to run around with a video camera for each of these events like, like Brad. And, and so for me, I never really got to just enjoy them. Yeah. And, uh, I'm looking forward to this year because we're going to have four, um, signature events that carry over from 2023. Um, and I will, um, take time, I think this time to actually enjoy some of them, you yeah. know, and just be a participant um, and, and not necessarily have to be behind the lens of a camera. Yep. Um, yeah. not that I don't love it, but, um, you know, I'd love to just be able to come and drink a beverage and enjoy yes. music yeah. like, you know, like the community. And, and I think that's going to be fun. So I'm looking forward too. to that. And I'm torn always because I want to, between wanting to enjoy the event, but also I'm that person that loves creating those experiences, as you can tell by the role that I play mm -hmm. in them. But I love seeing the kids' faces and I love doing that. So even yeah. if I was a participant, I think I would go to those, you know, areas and just see the kids laughing and yeah. having, being amazed. It's so much fun. All right. Well, we're going to talk more uh, with Brad Harvey and my co-host Don Smile about all things Mooresville right here on iHeart Mooresville. We'll be back right after a word from our sponsors. right back with more iHeart Mooresville on 1059 100.7 WSIC. Local starts here. Looking good, Mooresville. I mean, you're sitting at that traffic light too. Might as well be looking at something. iHeart Mooresville continues now on WSIC. All right, welcome back to iHeart Mooresville. I am your co-host Don Smile along with Christine Patterson and our special guest Brad Harvey. You know, Brad, you mentioned briefly, um, you know, some of the sponsor partners um, that were critical and to our success in 2023. And we'd be remiss if we didn't mention some of our uh, primary partners uh, that made this that whole year possible. Um, obviously, we talked about the Bowtech, uh, but we also have to thank uh, Lowe's, uh, obviously, as a hometown uh, partner. They have uh, been tremendously supportive uh, of our efforts. Um, obviously, Randy Marion, um, you know, has been here a long time. And so we're very, very thankful to Randy Marion for his support of the 150. Uh, Mooresville Ford, uh, another longtime uh, Mooresville resident uh, and a, a primary partner for us, uh, as well as Junior Motorsports. You know, there was a, a great philanthropic aspect to the Junior Motorsports participation because they have a, um, you know, they have a, a, a foundation that they support and they use the 150 as a way to elevate that profile for the for the foundation and we were uh, very thankful to be part of that and to contribute to that so um, 
Switching gears, uh, I thought it'd be interesting to talk about some of the reasons why Parks and Recreation, which we're very fond of, uh, is good for the community. Um, and so I pulled some statistical information from our friends at the National Recreation and Park Association, the NRPA, uh, who are very supportive of Mooresville Parks and Recreation. And I thought I'd read some of these just because I think sometimes we forget. Um, 74% of U.S. residents live within walkable distance of a local park, but not everybody takes advantage of that closeness. Uh, so I think it's important in Mooresville as a community, we have 17 parks and generally they're very uh, close to um, large um, areas of people, for lack of a better term. And so, um, you know, if you don't know about our 17 parks, please go to mooresvillerecreation.org, click on the parks tab and look, because there's likely one very close to your house. Um, also, children with access to parks and facilities have shown decreased prevalence of obesity compared to children without. I think that goes without saying. Physical activity is one of those things that when we were younger, we were told, go outside, don't come back till it's dark. Um, yes. You know, and of course, we didn't have access to all the technology that exists today. But find time for your children to go out and actually breathe fresh air and enjoy some of our parks. Yeah. Um, as well, uh, time spent in nature positively impacts mental health by increasing cognitive performance, well-being, and alleviating illnesses such as depression, attention deficit disorders, and Alzheimer's. Wow, I'm going to have to sleep outside tonight. <laughs> wow. Yeah, they used to have sleeping porches in yeah. houses, you remember that. But, you know, that's that's the other thing about Parks and Rec is that you asked me earlier, you know, what brought us here from Cleveland? We talked about the schools and just the weather and everything, but also the parks that were huge for us. You know, mm -hmm. we're, we're outdoors people. We like to play tennis. We like to hike and we, you know, we bike and we run and all those things. And that is a critical component when there are people and companies thinking about relocating to another area. What a critical piece of the puzzle that sometimes gets completely missed is how, how vibrant that parks and rec is. Right. Yeah. Well, you set me up perfectly, Brad. <laughs> So I'm going to, we, we like to have fun. Parks and Recreation is the fun department. As a matter of fact, we recently added a new tagline to our logo, uh, which says where the fun begins. It's important to remember um, that what we do positively impacts the community. And what we do is meant to um, provide opportunities for individuals in our community to have fun, whether it's as a family, individually, children, et cetera. So with that in mind, we um, we provide fun activities on our social platforms. And if you aren't connected with us, uh, please visit our Facebook page, Mooresville Parks and Recreation, our Insta, Mooresville Parks and Rec, and then MooresvilleRecreation.org is our main webpage. Um, and you can stay up to date with all things Parks and Recreation. But we put together a crossword puzzle. Uh, a couple weeks ago, which we shared on our Facebook page. And we did a little contest uh, to see if people would know the answers. And, you know, we actually ran a contest internally too to our own department because we wanted oh. to know how many people in our own department actually knew these. So I I'm love gonna, crosswords. So I'm going to ask some questions and I'm going to see if you, either of you know the answers. Already. All right. So this park is home to over seven miles of mountain bike trails. Is it Mazeppa? Ding. Gotta be Mazeppa. Yes. 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 Yep. yes. Mazeppa, seven miles. I had no idea it was that well, much. I didn't I've either. mountain biked it. Yeah. I had no idea it was that wow. much. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. 
Um, Christine, if you don't know this, you're fired. Oh my gosh. Char <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> Charles Mack Citizen Center has a 239 seat auditorium. And what is that auditorium called? The Jovi Knox Auditorium. And what was the most recent act to perform there? The Hitmen of Country. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> You get a gold star. Then <laughs> three bells. Yes. Um, dedicated blank courts can be found at the War Memorial Recreation Center. Brad, do you know mm -hmm. the answer to this? Yeah, the dedicated, dedicated, sorry, pickleball courts. Brand new and like championship level ones too. <laughs> they yeah. are. There are eight dedicated pickleball courts. You get the gold star. Yes. Um, <laughs> at War Memorial Recreation Center outside and they are lit. Uh, so please, uh, if you're a pickleball aficionado, which I don't know anybody that isn't at this point, it's kind of a craze, um, please visit the War Memorial Recreation Center. Um, all right, what else do we have? Ah, here's a good one. The Mooresville Skate Park is the largest in the... Oh, state? Region? Even larger. Uh, wow. South. Southeast. 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 Yes. Bingo. The Mooresville Skate Park is the largest skate park in the Southeast. Wow. And that actually facilitated um, our friends from Thrasher Magazine choosing us. Now, Thrasher is the biggest mm -hmm. publication related to um, skating in the United States. And they chose to come to the Mooresville Skate Park and hold an event uh, a couple months ago, an exhibit. exhibit oh, cool. A hold an, uh, an event uh, exhibition, for lack of, there's the word. Um, at our skate park and it uh, was, oh my goodness, I've never seen that many people there. Um, so yeah, it is, um, it's an attraction unto itself because yeah. of that. All right, one or two more here. Uh, I said this earlier, so those listening should know the answer. The number of parks within Mooresville Parks and Recreation. I think you said 17. 17. 17. That is a, okay. that is right. And that's a good number. So as I said, visit mooresvillerecreation.org, click on the parks tab, and there's likely one very close to you. All right. One more. Um, let's see. Ah, our friends at the Mooresville Blank Club are the winner of numerous Normie Awards. Golf. Oh, golf. golf yes. Course. I was thinking boating because Norway. Yeah, no. The Mooresville okay. Golf Club yeah. is actually, they've won five years in a row. Yeah. Um, yeah. That facility is amazing. Uh, they continue to improve that facility. Our friend Luke has done an amazing job uh, with that facility. And if you haven't um, been there to play around a golf, I would highly encourage you to do so um, the next uh, next time you have some free time. So. Are we? To, I don't want to be. I want to play more trivia. You want to play more trivia? I love this. More, more. We need to do this every Tuesday. <clears throat> yeah, I, I trust me. There's enough to talk about. So, <laughs> all right. All right. I love it. <laughs> so I have a couple quick things I want to mention. Um, if you are uh, your child is athletically inclined, uh, spring ball registration opens February 1st for Parks and Recreation. So that would be T-ball, baseball, and softball. Um, so if you are um, looking forward to that, uh, mark your calendars February 1st as uh, registration opens for that event. Um, our friends uh, at Park Services, uh, a division within Parks and Recreation who maintain all of our parks, uh, they are adding a gate to the entrance of Hope Park. And the intent of that is to keep young people 
in the uh, playground area and not running around, uh, you know, outside of the parents. So the parents can, um, you know, sit there and enjoy them playing and not worry about them running away. So that Hope Park is adding a gate. Um, and then um, one of our workshops coming up, we have a resume writing and interview workshop uh, that will be hosted at the Winnie Hooper Recreation Center on mm, February 5th. That's helpful. It is a free professional development workshop, which is hosted by our friends at Allegiant Staffing. And they will teach you how to stand above the crowd and the competition when doing resumes and doing interviews. Mm, so very important. this is a really topical, uh, timely uh, workshop. So I would encourage you to go online again uh, to mooresworerecreation.org uh, and learn more. It's February 5th. It's free. Nice. I may have to go to that. We also have a lot going on in our arts and events division of Parks and Recreation. So we mentioned that we just had the successful sold out Hitmen of Country show on January 19th. And then our next upcoming show will be the Murder Mystery Dinner Theater. Ooh. <laughs> the Great Magician. So we're very excited. It's actually sold out. However... We are giving away the last two tickets that exist to the show and we'll be picking a winner on February 6th. So you can go to the Our Town Stage Facebook page and enter to win the drawing. All you have to do is like and share the Facebook page and tag who you'd bring with you to the show. So I'm sure everyone has somebody they want to bring with them. Um, and like I said, that will be chosen. The winner will be chosen on February 6th. Um, we're also hosting Always Loretta on April 13th. Um, you can get your tickets on OurTownStage.com. Uh, Always Loretta is actually the only show, tribute show, that is um, authorized by the Lynn Estate. And it is with the original coal miners. Loretta, very cool. Yeah, very cool. Loretta's original band. So uh, we're very excited to have them and tickets are on sale they're going quick and then we're in the planning stages for the upcoming mooresville day festival um on march 23rd we're very excited to bring back the mooresville yeah. day festival um so definitely mark your calendars for that and then lastly of course mooresville Chil community children's theater is a partner of um you know, Parks and Recreation, and they are doing a production of Little Women at the, Very cool. yeah, yeah, the Jovi Knox Auditorium at Charles Mack Citizen Center, and that's uh, at February 8th through 10th at 7 p.m., and February 10th and 11th at 2 p.m. Well, with that said, Brad, we can't thank you enough for coming and sharing your experiences yeah. and for your uh, your skill and documenting the 150. And I know the we're looking forward to seeing the finished product, and I know the community will as well. Oh, so, yeah. uh, but we are Christine Patterson and Don Smile. This is iHeart Mooresville, and we will be back next week on WSIC. Thank you. The new 105.9, 100.7 WSIC, Statesville, Mooresville, North Charlotte.